I think you have to be called to do this. Yeah. Cause I think as we've gotten as far and there's really, there's really no, no explanation except that God was behind it. We had so much help. We started with nothing with zero <laughs> and uh, God's provided never more than we've needed, but <laughs> sometimes a little less than we would like, <laughs> but, but he's, he's provided every step of the way. Okay, welcome to the Film Fresh Podcast, the latest in clean, family-friendly, and faith-based entertainment. Of course, joining me today is my co-host, the Tom Brady of family-friendly podcasting, Chester Goad. Chester, how are you? I never know what you're going to come up with there. I can't even go with that. All right, so <laughs> you're hilarious, Jared. All right, well, so this is really about Matthew and Gilbert today. So yes. let's go ahead and get started. Matthew Jordan and Gilbert Sarola are the filmmakers and co-writers responsible for a newly award-winning faith-based film, Counter Column. Matthew produced and appeared in the film while Gilbert was the director, but both were incredibly more involved than that. And we're hoping that they can tell us a little bit more about their film and their process in creating it. Welcome to the show, Matthew and Gilbert. Hey, Chester. Hey. How you doing? Gilbert had a cameo, too. <laughs> yeah, a cameo. That's right. <laughs> Gentlemen, we, we typically kick off with uh, something funny, something that'll make hopefully the listeners laugh or smile. Do you have anything recent that pops in your head? Either one of you can jump out and share. Well, on Saturday night, I told my six-year-old that we were going to camp out on the living room floor, the, the family room floor, and we lit a fire. And so he cuddles up with me in a blanket and he says, Daddy, let's chit-chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> chit-chat. And that's like his new favorite word. Nice. That is a good word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have a college student. He never just wants to chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my ten year old daughter is less and less wanting to chit chat, which is a shame. But uh, we we still find time, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Who else has one? Did, did both of you want to want to share one? I think we'll go with that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I smiled. It worked. <laughs> well, let's just dive on in then. If each of you could just tell us a little bit about your personal background and then share your film background, you know, were you formally film educated or is this something you've taught yourself learning by personal experience or do, do you have more of a formal film background? Well, Matthew nodded to me. I guess he wants me to go first. <laughs> okay. I grew up in San Antonio and a lot of the, the characters and a lot of the, the, even a few scenes were based on real life things. Although the, the movie is totally, I mean, the storyline is totally made up. It's a lot of it is based on, you know, real people and, and real things that have happened. I also uh, was in the military. So I, I brought that experience with me mm. and I didn't know anything about filmmaking when we started this. I went to the library and read, uh, you know, screenwriting for dummies and idiot's guide to screenwriting and just everything I get my hands on. Sure. And there was one book that I really liked. And it was the anatomy of a story that was really good. And I found that book kind of late in the process of uh, writing the script because, and, and I found it really handy. It was more of a checklist for me. Like, oh yeah, we're doing that with these characters or, or, oh, we need to bring that out more. Oh, um, nice. I know that other directors have, or screenwriters have, have uh, commented on that. And they said they didn't really like it. They thought it was too many rules. And I thought I really liked it because. It, like, again, if I found that book early on, I probably would have been intimidated. But 
since we already had a story pretty much. Yeah. It just helped us to refine the story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of YouTube videos. I watched tons of YouTube. Any Anything on filmmaking, I probably have seen it. Oh, YouTube is great. I mean, you can, yeah. you can learn about just about anything on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Matthew? So I am... How I don't know how many years younger than Gilbert. <laughs> I'm the young blood of the two of us. <laughs> he knew me when I was yeah. ten, but so he he kind of started as my my dad's friend, and <laughs> that's kind of how I thought of him. <laughs> and so it was what we had this funny story of how it all came about. But I always wanted to get into movie making, and I felt called at an early age to be a filmmaker. And since I was 12, I had been doing YouTube videos and doing a lot of different things. Making short films. Making short films. And I was homeschooled through high school, and that gave me a lot of inspiration and time. Time to edit mm-hmm. films and mm-hmm. like just do silly stuff that helped me later on. And out of high school, I actually started a video business. And so even though I was, I'd taken a step away from kind of doing short film stuff, I was still editing all the time and I was doing project managing and all these things that I didn't realize were producer type of things. I was actually one of your first clients. Yeah. Gilbert was actually (laughs) one of my first clients. Oh, cool. Please do not look up that video on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, I want to go digging for it. (laughs) We will not put that link in the description. Oh, okay, for sure. I won't. <laughs> yeah, so I'd done video business and basically learned a lot from the Christian Worldview Film Festival. I have been there probably for the past five years. Wow. And lots of amazing connections there. It's a and, great event. That's a great event. Yeah. So my my side is more like I I just have learned by doing and making mistakes for the most part, uh, nice. which is definitely the story of this project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, either one of you can answer this one, but I, I obviously it takes a number of people to make a film, but the idea has to, you know, generate from somewhere. So which came first, the story of counter column or the idea of making a film? That's kind of a hard to answer. Which came first, the chicken to the egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what it, what happened was a friend of mine started a class in our church and for men, and he called it war college. I asked him, I said, Dan, why are you calling it war college? And he said, it's to prepare men for spiritual warfare, for attacks against the family and the church and, and all that. And it, so it just got me thinking about parallels between spiritual warfare, training for spiritual warfare and training for physical warfare. Mm. And so, um, Dan encouraged me to write some of these down, some of these ideas down. And so I have, which, by the way, it's turned into a devotional. So it's going to accompany, you know. Oh, uh, very we, cool. We have a novel coming out, and we also have a devotional. To go with the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I was telling Matthew about, about some of these parallels, and he thought, oh, that would be interesting material for a movie. And so that was it. That's where the idea came. It was like, yes, that's it. Let's do it. So Gilbert was immediately word from God. This is the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I had just said it very casually. And so then when he came back to me and said, we actually should make this into a movie. I was a little <laughs> bit hesitant. Yeah. But that's a big ask. I mean, you yeah. know, that, that, that is a big undertaking. Yeah. yeah I, I'm the impulsive one. <laughs> I share that. I also, I look at something, I'm like, oh, we can try that. You know, I, I tend to, to dream big. I'm curious, you mentioned your church. 
How involved was your church with the development of this film? I mean, did you sort of take a, a page out of the Kendrick Brothers book? Familiar with that story, they really began with the support of their church. And I guess as a follow-up to that, did you use volunteers from your church? And how did you cast that? Well, it started with us just uh, asking if we could just uh, use the conference room. <laughs> really? <laughs> so we Got to start small. We met every Tuesday and we, we'd write from like uh, 8.30 in the morning till about 1.30 in the afternoon. And then the secretary got involved. She started having lunch with us. And then, um, and then, yeah, and I don't then, know. Then they actually sent, yeah, our, oh, our church right, sent us right. to the film festival. That's right. They paid for us to go to the film the festival. First time oh, nice. I love that. Was, that. We weren't even like, we were done with draft four at that point. Yeah. It wasn't even like, or we weren't even thinking of filming soon. Yeah. Because um, it was a few years after that. You know, I, I want to interject something. They say that writing is rewriting. If you could read our earlier drafts, <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> they were bad. Yep, yep. It's amazing that uh, we got past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those aren't linked in the description either, right? I guess. Yeah, no. Not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those will never see the light of day. Well, we, we would burn them. Money. We would burn them, except, uh, except they keep us humble. <laughs> <laughs> So you started out in the office and then the secretary jumped on and then the church jumps in and they says, we want to send you here to learn more about it. So then, then what you start gathering volunteers and a cast, are you, are you picturing, are you picturing the cast as you're writing this and people maybe within your church or people yeah. in your community that, you know? Yeah. I originally thought that Matthew's family was going to be half the cast and my family was going to be the other half. <laughs> but but uh, Matthew, I don't know. I think Matthew had bigger plans for it than I did. I thought it was just something we were going to do for fun. Mm. It, it has been fun. The whole the whole process but, has been a boy, blast. It's the hardest fun we've ever had in our yeah. lives. <laughs> well, well what, what happened then, once we, we started getting people involved in reading the script and giving us feedback, mm -hmm. and they gave us really good feedback, and we so we made revision after revision. Yeah. And we get a new set of people to look at it. We had originally written a lot of the cast thinking of people in mind. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it hurt the story mm -hmm. because no. it gives you an idea of like, oh, this person would say this in this situation. You know? Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so honestly, nobody that we had originally imagined ended up playing those parts. And by the time we came to casting, I mean, we actually tried to open casting up to whoever and have auditions and stuff. Yeah. And we did do casting ourselves. And that was, I would definitely recommend having a casting director. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But we tried, we tried to do, we did casting in San Antonio and Indiana. Yeah. It was almost like this staggered casting and, oh, having someone to take care of that for you is amazing. And we had tons of teenage girls who wanted to play a part. And I was like, what are we going to do with all these teenage girls? <laughs> there was one girl, teenage girl part, and all the rest. We uh, how do we break these hearts? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, when it comes to the crew, I mean, there's so many things to do that people could be involved in in that way, too. Yeah. yeah. But we got a lot of those, the crew from the festival. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can see that. The year before, sure. we had printed up some business cards, and I had talked to basically the random friends I see once a year there. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, that was the start. And honestly, connections at the festival led to almost everybody that we yeah. ended up having on set minus 
minus a few people. Yeah. And so a lot of people were traveling from out of town and which required lodging. And that's where our church and other churches stepped in and people just like let people live in their house for a week or two. Yeah. Or a yeah. Month. So the church helped us in several ways. Another way was they hosted a, a Kickstarter party. Mm, and so we, nice. we, we met, you know, there at the church or, you know, anybody we could invite to come and we had a countdown and we did, you know, we, we were live on Kickstarter. And so people donated money. And then we, we had a goal of reaching how much? 25,000. 25,000. And we kind of flatlined right around 9,000 for like a week or two. And I was like, oh no. And then it went to like 14,000. And then like the last hours, <laughs> it jumped up. But the church, we found out that the church was prepared to give us like at least 3,000 to meet our goal, but they didn't have to. You know, God provided. Oh, that's very, fantastic. Very happy. Yeah. So I, I know that you set out to make a family friendly film, and then Counter Column has a PG 13 rating. So tell us about that process. And, and then if you would add on to, you know, what those terms family friendly and clean mean to you. Yeah. Well, we have a PG 13 rating that you could say is comparable to Courageous. Okay. Okay. Others. So yeah. it has some drug content, very, small amount of violence and thematic elements, whatever they give you. So we, we work with, worked with MPAA on that. You have to pay them $3,000 to rate your film. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just, we decided that was worth it for having the flexibility to put it in theaters. And it's definitely a very recognized label. So it's, it's yeah. nice to have that despite mm. it being so pricey and expensive. <laughs> So, you know, th- this whole thing started with the parallels that I was talking about between spiritual warfare and physical warfare, but the story kind of took over and we wanted to, to do two things with this, with this film. We felt like God was wanting us to encourage Christians to share their faith. And we also wanted to introduce Christ to those who don't know him. And so I wanted it to be relatable to people growing up in that environment, like the characters, some of the characters are. The main character is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, which is San Antonio, yeah. inner city, <clears throat> drug yeah. dealing on the streets, yeah. type of thing. So I wanted, and I was inspired by Courageous because they made, they told a good story, they made the the bad guys believable, mm-hmm. and but they didn't cross the line. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want to cross the line of being inappropriate. So, so there's so, no language in our film, yeah, no sexual content, no, no, and no gory violence, which those two things we feel very strongly opposed to but yeah i mean there's a little bit of violence yeah right i'm also a fellow military uh, appreciate your service and um was curious how you ensured that the film depicted the military accurately you want to know if it did or how, how yeah, what was your yeah. quality control like how you were well, well okay well i was in the military so a lot of it was based on memory <laughs> and i also learned that a lot in the military has changed <laughs> Since I've been in, <laughs> so it was good to do research early yeah. on. We did a, uh, <laughs> we took it to uh, some recruiters to read and something. Yeah, we, we had red flag right away. Yeah, we had recruiters and we had that one guy, Captain Bien, yeah. look at it, yep. and we filmed in this guy's office. Uh, Sar- what was he, a master sergeant McCormick? Yeah, yeah, he he looked at it, and then two of our drill sergeants were prior military too. So you know, everybody sort of. Uh, Pitched in with, uh, you know, to maintain as best we could the 
military accuracy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Making sure and then, your your uniforms are on ride and all these different things. Yeah. And then and then at the end of the day we, we had a pretty big issue with we had a mistake. the chaplain. We had a major we had, mistake. We uh, had done the wrong patch placement on his Oh yeah. wow. And in talking with a marketing agency that we were thinking about working with, they sent it to a media military media expert to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he got on us about that. And so we actually Thankfully, we're able to go get it fixed with some visual effects. And you can't even tell. You can't even, even though oh, we've been guys. fixed, we, I look incredible. at it, you can't even tell. It's incredible. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. That's Big really cool. <laughs> visual effects you will never notice in Catacall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had another question for you, but I want to ask this one first. It just occurred to me. It seems like when I went to talk at the festival, you talked about maybe was did you you rented did you rent a camp facility or something? Am I dreaming that up? Was there something some location that you used for the for the basic training? Yeah, it was. We that was the hardest location to get, and eventually we just had to settle for bunkhouse at a Christian camp. We shot a lot of different areas. The chapel is actually our church. Yeah. And the barracks are a Hanging Rock Christian camp. The One of the range scenes is at Camp Buffalo. The fight scene is at Pine Creek Camp. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all over the state of Indiana <laughs> trying to recreate basic training. But what also helped us was were two things. One is there's a website with uh, DVID videos. Mm-hmm. And you can get military footage there that's for the public. And so we, we got some shot of a Humvees, I think, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And then we found this other guy named Matthew Scott, who went through basic and he's a videographer and he filmed a lot of his basic training, you know, just stuff at the range, stuff at, you know, just random stuff. And we were able to incorporate some of his footage mixed in with ours. And you can't even, well, we could tell because we know. But people can't tell. You can't tell. We, you know, you overlap the sounds, you color grade it to be the same. Mm-hmm. And that definitely upped the production value yeah, tremendously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have actual shots of, of range, an army range, you know. Real basic mm-hmm. training. Lots yeah, of guys. Training. Way more than we Marching, could ever have there. <laughs> yeah. Doing bayonet drills, all kinds of stuff. People just really have no idea of everything that's involved in, in uh, creating a film. But the, I think the, the next step after you've created the film is trying to figure out how for people how to see it you know it's like um how do we distribute this and and what happens so changing gears just a little bit while covid and the pandemic have certainly been terrible i do understand that it also may have played a role in uh, getting your film into mainstream theaters uh you had more opportunity uh, i think because maybe you just want to speak to that a little bit yeah so we had originally shot really small and wanted to come out for a series of about five one night showings in a row um, mm. at our local theater. And uh, it was, it was kind of a pain in the butt to get figured out and organized. And finally we did. And then the local theater went bankrupt. <laughs> That's right. And no. then COVID hit. Yeah. They got bought out by someone else in the midst of COVID. Yeah. And oh so my goodness. that got shut down. And then the festival that we had entered, you know, we had entered it in the Christian World Film Festival that got postponed. And, and so that was a really hard season of like, okay, well, what next? And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, it was like one of the biggest blessings mm-hmm. that could have happened because uh, we were able to get some things 
fix some things tightened up in the film and then when the theater reopened there was a new contact we were working with and because of covid that was a pretty big reason that they had they were willing to give our film a shot Mm -hmm. and coming at it for a second time i felt like god just helped me ask for something more so we asked for a whole you know release locally here in town at both Mm -hmm. theaters and and they took it up and uh they wanted to do it and so you know this is we didn't have whole whole lot to spend on marketing but it was just a lot of local word of mouth and that it did really really well and at first we were only in two theaters and for the opening night we broke box office records for yeah for opening opening weekend for good rich quality theater chain it was their biggest grossing weekend since 2019 yeah, wow. that's crazy. That's great, man. It's amazing. Which, yeah. which is is pre pandemic, yeah. which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about. So then they, the, that opened the door for more theaters in Indiana. But the problem is that we didn't do any marketing in the other one. So the other the other theaters didn't do as well because we didn't we yeah. did zero marketing. Yeah. So we learned a lot. And so, yeah. but oddly enough, this new contact that we got for our local theaters happened to have the connection for the film buyer of Santicos in San Antonio. And we had wanted to do something in San Antonio. And so he gave us the contact and literally just like a month ago. Yeah. We were great to work with. They were willing. They solidified that we'll come out in all of their theaters that are open or that are open for the whole week. There's about five theaters in San Antonio will be opening Easter weekend. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, for aspiring filmmakers that want to do family entertainment, they may be telling themselves, okay, I, I don't have a huge budget. I don't have connections. What what encouragement do you give them? What do you say to them? Uh, we don't have a budget either. <laughs> I, I would say first, I think you have to be called to do this. Yeah. Because I think it's, we've gotten as far and there's really, there's really no, no explanation except that God was behind it. We had so much help. We started with nothing with zero <laughs> and uh, God's provided never more than we've needed, but <laughs> sometimes a little less than we would like, <laughs> but, but he's, he's provided every step of the way. Mm, yep, I yep. love that. So as creatives who, you know, as you mentioned, you know, as creatives who are committed to your faith, how do you personally stay grounded and committed to doing work that is God honoring or clean family friendly how do each of you stay uh, personally focused on your priorities? Well, we pray every time we're together. Yeah. Every time we meet, we start off with prayer and we end with prayer. And sometimes we yeah. just go on prayer walks. And so we're always trying to reset our compass to calibrate. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, another thing is just the body of Christ, the church, we're involved in the church and mm-hmm. we have brothers in our lives that can walk with us through life. And so, yeah, we also put together a, a board of advisors, an elder from our church, and then two business men that we respect. Yeah. And then one guy who's just a great brother who's a prayer warrior. Yeah. Mm. So that's helping us make some of the harder financial decisions yeah. and not run off the rails with anything we're doing. I think that's incredibly important. You know, I hear uh, so often we hear people say, well, you know, all there is left to do is pray and things like that. And I'm like, no, that should be the, the very first thing that we do, you know, <laughs> especially as we're entering into something, as you said, you know, the, maybe you feel called to do this, then we should be in just a constant state of prayer about it, you know? Yeah. And also, I would say if you're uh, in a family, that to make sure you're 
family is supportive because it's going to affect them a lot. Absolutely. For people that are listening that are saying, okay, I've got to check this out. I want to see this film. Where can they stay in touch and where can they know where to go, when to go, that so and so forth? We are coming out in San Antonio theaters Easter weekend, April 2nd. So if you happen to be in San Antonio or around San Antonio area, come see it in on the big screen. And for all of you who are not in San Antonio, don't worry. You can see it still. Mm-hmm. Go to our website, countercallmovie.com, and you can request to bring the movie to your city. And this is going to be our phase two of release after our San Antonio release, mm-hmm. where we will work with your local theater to bring it to your town as long as you are willing to be a theater captain and sell enough tickets to make it happen. Yeah, we've actually partnered with Teen Challenge, Adult and Teen Challenge. They, they, we, we sent it to their marketing person and their marketing person brought it up at one of their meetings and the president said, well, no, it's not, it's not what we do. We don't want to attach our name to a movie. And the other guy said, well, you should at least watch it first. <laughs> so about six of them watched it. And it was unanimous that they they agreed to partner with us. And so that's been a huge blessing, too. It's going to help us with our, our hopefully our national release. Yeah, that's um, incredible. I was thinking, um, that's a you know, when. Strategy. Yeah, yeah, that's a great strategy. I was thinking War Room and other films have done similar things, you know, having churches bring in people. And I know that at my own church, even after I had seen War Room in the theaters, my own church brought war room in and we um we did the study together and then we also watched it in the sanctuary together so i mean that's maybe another i mean you guys may have already done something like that or maybe planning things like that yeah, since you have devotional yeah i love absolutely. it so moving forward what can we expect to see from either of you are there more projects in the works and how can people stay specifically in touch with each of you how can they find you well <laughs> did you have okay something? well i i want to say that so, yeah, look for the movie, of course, you know, whenever it comes to your area. And uh, also look for the novel. We have the Countercall mm. novel coming out. It was uh, written by uh, Grace Rankin. She's an awesome writer. And she was our scriptee on set. So she knew the story. She knew the characters. And uh, we even gave her a sneak peek at our old scripts. So she can get some <laughs> background. <laughs> we got the story coming. We got the devotional. We got t-shirts coming eventually. And, yeah, well, we got t-shirts. And then soundtrack will be available on all streaming yeah, platforms. Yeah. And then the, the Counter Column Podcast. And then the Counter Column <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> <with Film Fresh. laughs> no, actually, for real though, for all those listening that are, you've never really done this before, never made a movie. We actually are going to create, Lord willing, a package called the Counter Column Onset Experience. Nice. This is going to be a online digital resource that you can pay a one-time fee for. And it's essentially just all of our behind-the-scenes content plus us talking about what happened every day of filming and how we went through every single step of the process. It's almost like a documentary times 10. For all those who, because yeah. that's honestly the best way to learn is seeing it happen in front of your eyes. You know, we, we watched a lot of YouTube videos, the well, I did anyway. And um, a lot of it is how Hollywood does stuff. And it right. didn't pertain to our situation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and even the independent filmmakers, you know, that that's, 
it's still even different from, uh, say, a Christian filmmaker mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. faith-based filmmaker. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I also think that, okay, so you, you've heard this before. You can make a movie good, fast, and cheap, but you only have to, you can only pick two. Right. So I think the fact that it's taking us so long has helped us to make it better than, than it would have been if we yeah. did it quickly. Yeah. So we didn't have all the money at one time. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have anything. So it took years, six years at least, yep. six years and counting in the making. Wow. So wow. if it was any faster, I don't see how, I don't see how, how other filmmakers can pump out a movie every few <laughs> years. I'm like, oh, that would be crazy. Well, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but I am curious now that you mentioned that you're going to have the behind the scenes information and all of that. So did you, did you intentionally record behind the scenes uh, information, interviews and things like that as you went uh, with that in mind? Well, we did have a behind the scenes videographer slash photographer. We did do behind the scenes interviews, but we had just thought of it on a promotional purpose for the film. But really, it was just kind of this light bulb moment that we felt was from God to be like, you know, people need some more in-depth, practical stuff. And we have this, so we should make it available. And so it's not our top priority until the film comes out, but... It should be coming later this year right? at the latest early next year. That's great. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, sharing. Obviously, we're excited about this project and um, appreciate your desire to create content for families and uh, wish you the best. We'll be praying for you and look forward to uh, hopefully having you back on to share uh, what's coming up. So thank you again. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Jared. Thank Thanks, you guys. Chester. Appreciate it.